0: Unmask the Heart is the theme of the BCC's year-end giving campaign. The trials of 2020 have revealed many things going on in our hearts, both the worries and fears we have as well as who or what we worship. Our prayer is that these trials will draw us closer to God and closer to one another, and that is at the heart of what we strive to do at the BCC. Will you help us reach our year-end goals by becoming a monthly giver or sending a special year-end donation? You can also help support us by sharing our resources and social media posts using the hashtag, hashtag UnmaskTheHeart. You're listening to 1514, a podcast of the Biblical Counseling Coalition. 1514 draws its name from Romans 1514, where the Apostle Paul encourages the church that they are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able to counsel one another. I'm your host and the executive director of the Biblical Counseling Coalition, Curtis Solomon, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Yeah, well, thank you so much for that. And then I think Preparing for Marriage, God's Way, that's the, that is the book that came out of that. Is that, is that correct?
1: That's it yeah yeah,
0: yeah. and I, I love that book I've used it multiple times with with uh, marriage counseling couples and it's a, a fantastic one and I think it segues really into one of the questions I wanted to ask you about just your writing uh, you've written 20 I think 27 books roughly um, but a lot of those books one of the things that I think that was unique about your writing is that that many of your books are um, workbooks or really they're Bible study books where you're you're you are you are teaching the reader, but you're also forcing them to get into scripture um, and to to actually process and think and write out answers and things. Can you tell us a little bit about your writing process and how maybe those books differ from other books that you've written? Well,
1: I think you might be referring to the books that uh, uh, homework mail for biblical living was volume one, homework made, uh, which was on personal problems, and I think I have something like thirty uh, different uh, issues that people face in their lives and biblical uh, passages, and then I give questions to uh, that they should answer when they're reading those passages, and then uh, I uh, th- those were. Because as I went to various places to teach, one of the questions I would guess my people was, you know, we we believe in uh, that the Bible is we have everything that we need for living and for mm-hmm. godliness mm-hmm. in Scripture, as Second Peter one verse three says. But uh, we don't know uh, how to give them homework. And so I realized at that point that that was an area uh, uh, of biblical counseling. Uh, You know, Jay, of course, had written some things on that. One of them, his book, uh, What to Do on Thursday, uh, was very helpful. But uh, there weren't a lot of uh, homework books available at that point. So that's when I decided that I would write those, develop those homework manuals and taking a, spread, a particular problem and a lot of scripture and a lot of questions along with the scripture. And that was written for uh, uh, novice uh, biblical counselors to help them to know what to do in the area of biblical counseling. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. as I was counseling, I would realize that I, I have a particular um, uh, person or a couple who they needed uh, some direction, some help as far as homework is concerned. In biblical counseling, we believe that uh, it's not just the counseling hour is not the magic hour where everything happens, and, but that it's what happens between sessions where you get them into the Word mm-hmm. for themselves that they, uh, that they need that help. And so I realized I, w- I would have a, a person that came in, for counseling and I'll be thinking while I'm asking questions and, uh, talking to them and they give me feedback, uh, be thinking about what homework that I give to them. And, uh, oftentimes I would realize that, uh, I didn't know of a good homework assignment. I could give them a passage of scripture, of course, and tell them to look at that passage of scripture. But as far as, uh, guiding them in terms of what to look for in those passages of scripture i didn't have anything to give to them uh, and that I, I was really uh, confident it was biblical it would really uh, give them direction in, uh, in in the right way and so i uh, developed those homework manuals to be used in my own counseling and then uh, they've been in existence ever since uh, well, for many, many years and mm-hmm. uh, people, counselors have been using them and their Presbyterian Reform Publishing Company, P&R, still uh, produces them. And so uh, and then I would have other issues and I wouldn't have something that, that I, I thought was exactly what was needed as far as homework was concerned. And so most of my uh, books were written uh, as a counselor. Mm -hmm. Uh, because I needed it to uh, give to people who had come for counseling. And uh, so, uh, you know, all of my marriage books were developed in that way. And uh, uh, my book, Anger and Stress Management, God's Way, uh, was uh, written to be used as a homework assignment. Uh, And uh, then I wrote a book which was called The Fear Factor, which uh, was changed the name, was changed by the uh, publisher into Courage, which is what people who are afraid don't have. And uh, I I wrote that for that particular uh, uh, problem. Uh, And all of my marriage books when I did Your Family God's Way, which is really a book on communication. Uh, It's a lot of chapters uh, as far as Biblical communication, and uh, in almost uh, well, uh, uh, in a lot of the cases that you're counseling in marriage counseling, uh, part of the issue they don't know how to communicate. Yeah, and yeah. so I wrote that book to uh, help them in the area of communication, and uh, so that's basically how almost all of my books came into existence. They came into existence so that I could use them in my counseling. And uh, a lot of other uh, people have used them as well. Yeah. So I have 27, as you said, 27 books, and all of them are very practical, very uh, uh, down uh, dealing with particular issues. That, uh, that uh, after being involved in counseling for the last 40 years or so, uh, that uh, I uh, directed the uh, the uh, content of those books and those chapters in such a way that it would help people who were uh, having particular problems in their marriage or in their own personal lives.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it's uh, necessity is the mother of invention. So I guess <laughs> your need for, for homework is really where those came from. That's really really helpful and and, the, and for those who haven't read any of Dr. Max books the homework manuals for Biblical Living volumes 1, 2 and 3 are full of uh, individual homework assignments that you could assign to a counselor but then a lot of your other books really are I mean you could you could really structure a whole case around the chapters of those books and I know I've done that in Uh, in different marriage counseling situations, especially saying, okay, week one, we're going to do chapter one of strengthening your marriage. Week two is chapter two. Week three is chapter three. And there's instruction, but also homework built into the, and questions, answers, scripture for them to dig into, uh, into those chapters. And I've just really appreciated, um, the variety and both of those types of, of work that you've created. So thank you. Thank you for your writing ministry as well. Um. Well, skip forward a little bit. Counseling
1: hour is not the magic hour.
0: Amen. Amen. (laughs) What
1: happens between counseling sessions where the Holy Spirit gets to work and uses his word in helping people to change. And then they come back and you pick up on that in the uh, counseling session. And uh, I'm just thoroughly committed to homework and see what God's changing the lives of people not just in the counseling hour, but uh, between counseling sessions as well.
0: Yeah. Amen. That's really helpful. Well, um, skip forward a little bit and tell us a little, tell us about your current ministry and, and where, how you ended up in South Africa and then what, what you're doing there now.
1: Yeah. Well, as I said, I was a director, chairman of the, biblical counseling department at master's university and master's college and i was uh, approaching at that particular point uh 70 years of age and uh, i i came and at the master's and the lord used me to develop the whole program there the counseling program Uh, it wasn't in existence before Mm. i came bob had some classes for undergraduates but we didn't have anything as far as a graduate uh, uh, once they're out of there, and so as I was, I came and we had uh, undergraduate courses. I relieved Bob Smith. Bob, uh, when I came, he took off and went back to uh, his medical practice in uh, Indiana, and uh, so I was teaching all undergraduate courses. And then I would get telephone calls from a pastor here or there throughout the United States, or it might be a uh, nurse, or it might be a teacher, or it might be a pastor. And they, they would say, you know, we hear about biblical counseling, and we like training in biblical counseling. Where do we go to get it? And so I, I would say to them, well, you know, we have this program here, and you can come and sit in on the classes, and you sit in with other uh, undergraduate students. And then they would say, but I already have a bachelor's degree. And uh, uh, so uh, I would say, well, uh, you know, I, anyway, after a while, I got the idea that maybe we needed a graduate program, and so uh, we began a graduate program in the summertime. What we called the summer uh, institute, and we had missionaries who would come back, and pastors, and nurses, and doctors, and lawyers who would come in the summertime for six weeks uh, and then they would go home and they would do a lot of homework uh, from the courses at home and send in their homework uh, uh, for the classes and we would grade it. And it developed into that. Now, you know, we've had hundreds of mm-hmm. people pastors <laughs> and missionaries and doctors and lawyers and teachers and nurses who would come out in the summertime and take, six weeks of uh, counseling classes then go home and do the homework and then come back the next summer. And they would come back for a period of summers until finally they had completed the program. And uh, then they would get a uh, a, a master's degree in biblical counseling. That's how that came into existence. Again, it was uh, because uh, I was getting all these calls and, People say, we already have a bachelor's degree. We don't want another bachelor's degree, thing beyond that. And I got the idea that uh, maybe we should have a graduate program. So we started, and it's going on uh, to this particular time. And uh, now uh, that program has just developed wonderfully. As I said, we've had hundreds of, of people, uh, missionaries, pastors, and people from a lot of different uh, occupations, I've gone through the course and it's still going very well to this particular point, but that's how that came into existence at that point. Hmm.
0: And, and then how did you, you're, uh, you're in Pretoria, South Africa now, correct? How did you get?
1: You asked how I got here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I was, I was teaching at the seminary as well. Uh, after a while, uh, and then we, started adding faculty to our, our, because ours was the biggest major on campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were business majors and education and so forth, but uh, it was going very well. And um, then I was asked to uh, come down to the, uh, to the uh, seminary as well and uh, do the teaching down there. So I would get down and we started out with one counseling course and I, I kept uh, asking uh, these guys, if they're going into the ministry, they need more than one counseling class. And I finally got them to a place where they would uh, allow me to teach another course. And now I think they, they even are able to teach more courses than that. But uh, uh, they would go out, they would have their MDiv degree, but in, in terms of really knowing how to use the Bible, they were like I was when I came out of seminary. I knew the Bible, but I didn't know how to use it in counseling. And that was true with many of them. So uh, now I, I think they have more more courses there in counseling. But uh, that, there were guys who came over from South Africa to Master's Seminary. Right? Or they were at Master's Seminary and then they came to South Africa. And uh, they... Um, uh, they had been in my classes at Master Seminary, and one of them was uh, came over to South Africa to plant a church in Pretoria. And uh, he said at that point that the most important course for him as a pastor had been that course, not that the other courses weren't important, mm-hmm. but in terms of mm-hmm. helping him. Uh, in terms of working with people with uh, issues in their lives, the counseling course was uh, tremendous. So what happened was my son, uh, who graduated from Master's Seminary and also from Master's College with a master's degree in biblical counseling and went on to uh, Southern Seminary to get his doctorate, my son came over just uh, as a a uh, part of a missionary team and he happened to be at the church uh, of this man, who pastor who had been in my, my class at Master Seminary. And uh, he had a, an interest in uh, starting, since the counseling course had helped him so much that he wanted uh, to um, start some classes over here uh, in, in counseling. So he said to my son at that point, he said, do you think your dad would have any interest in coming over here and, uh, and uh, doing some teaching? And my son said, I don't know. Why don't you ask him? And so he did. And it was at that particular time when Carol and I, we were, we were 70 years of age. And we were asking the Lord what he wanted us to do with the rest of our lives. Mm. We still had uh, mm. some health and some strength. My mind was functioning uh, pretty well. And uh, I was asked to go to Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, Expositor Seminary had begun in the southeast part of the United States, which was supposed to be a replica, a replica of uh, Master Seminary, was called Expositor Seminary. And I had a really good friend who had been John MacArthur's senior associate uh, at Grace Community Church who had taken a church in Little Rock, Arkansas. And uh, his name was Lance Quinn. And uh, Lance uh, uh, really uh, had become part of uh, Nank and was committed to counseling. And uh, he believed that uh, his people needed to be trained in counseling. And so uh, he asked me if I would uh, consider coming to uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. And uh, teach at Expositors Seminary and also do some teaching at uh, Little Rock Bible Church of Little Rock is what the church was called. Mm. And um, Mm. I said, "Uh uh-huh. And so uh, he, he was asking me to consider coming to Little Rock, Arkansas. And at the same time, this guy over here, pastor over here, was asking me to consider coming over here and teaching And so we were asking the Lord at 70, what do you want us to do with the rest of our lives? We have a little experience, a little training, a little knowledge. Maybe we could be of help. Where do you want us to uh, serve you? And so we were considering moving to Little Rock, Arkansas. Oh, and then the invitation uh, came from over here. And the uh, fellow over here, he wrote back to me and he said, you know, Wayne, he said, if you stay in the United States and teach in the United States, you'll be like one of many lights on the Christmas tree of biblical counseling. Because there are a number of places where people can go in the United States to get that kind of training. Mm. If you come over mm. here, you'll be the only light mm. on the Christmas tree of biblical counseling. Because there's no place in all of Africa where you can go. This is what he said. Yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, he'd been here for 15 years, so he knew the situation a little bit. So if you come here, you'll, you'll be the only light on the Christmas tree and nowhere else will they be able to get this kind of teaching. And so it was at that point where my wife and I were considering, we wanted to make maximum use of whatever time the Lord would allow us to have in this world uh, until he takes us home. And at that point, my wife, who uh, doesn't make decisions real quickly uh, she did something unusual she said Wayne there's no decision to be made we've got to go mm, yeah so at 70 years of age we accepted the invitation it came to South Africa and um, we uh, taught for a while at uh, Grace. Uh, uh, fellowship church and, and it was a great school of ministry. And, uh, then my son-in-law was, uh, uh who's now my son-in-law. He wasn't then. Uh, he was, uh, uh, part of our initial courses. He was teaching, he was pastoring a church at the other end of South Africa. And he came up for the courses. Mm. And, uh, Uh, He uh, then was uh, called to be a pastor of a church here in uh, Pretoria, and uh, he became part of that church, and he was committed to biblical counseling, and subsequently he went back to the United States to finish off his master's degree in biblical counseling, and now he's enrolled in the doctorate program in biblical counseling at Southern Seminary, Mm -hmm. and he had a burden to begin a counselor training ministry, and we called it Strengthening Ministries Training Institute, and he asked me if I would come because I was somewhat well-known by that time in South Africa as far as biblical counseling is concerned, and he wanted me to come and teach, and so we developed what we call SMTI, Strengthening Ministries Training Institute, and uh, we've begun training. Now we're into, uh, that was in 2010 when we started that. Mm. And we've been training, we've, by this time, we've trained uh, several hundred uh, pastors uh, across uh, Africa. What, what I did was I developed the program, which as far as I know is still being used at Masters uh, College University, uh, which is, involves 16 different courses and biblical counseling. And so for the master's degree, you had to take those 16 different courses. I brought those 16 different courses over here. We give them the same thing that they would get if they were going to the master's university. I, I think they still use some of my same notes, mm-hmm. uh, my outlines and so forth in the courses there. And, uh, we're just using them here. And so by this time, uh, we've had, uh, quite a few, uh, Years, it's a, it's a year program. Actually, it's a two year program where they, uh, they come. And we just finished uh, another uh, segment. We had 16 people who had gone all the way through our program this time. And we, that's basically what they've done before as well. And our last course is an observation course in which uh, we have uh, videos of counseling being done. And we, we aren't doing it the way I did it when I sat in with Jay. I, we didn't have videos. We had Jay at that yeah, particular yeah. point. Uh, but uh, now we uh, videotaped counseling uh, sessions. We view them. Uh, that's the last course. And then the, the, that's actually not the last course. It's the next last course. The last course is an ACBC class where they have to do all of the questions for ACBC, the counseling questions and the theological questions, and then we get together and have the various students uh, answer those questions for the rest of the students. And then we, uh, of course, as the teachers are there to add to that. And then they're ready to um, take the theological and the counseling exam for ACBC which is true when I came there, I was the only uh, person who was certified by ACBC now uh, I I do a lot of the uh, I, I, I uh, sit in on or I don't sit in on the cases but we go over 50 counseling sessions with every person mm. uh, they fill out all kinds of forms uh, they they uh, videotape or at least audio tape uh, sessions so I can listen to it. We go over those and then uh, they have done the uh, counseling and the theological exam and then I send a note off to Mark Williams, I think is the guy who uh, gets them. Uh, I send a note off saying that I recommend them for certification in ACBC and result is our son-in-law is certified, and I've had the uh, privilege of uh, uh, supervising uh, uh, quite a few people in South Africa and some up in Namibia uh, as well, uh, and I've recommended them for membership. So now we have uh, a number of people who are uh, certified members of uh, of, uh, ACBC. And when I came, as I said, I was the only one yeah. in the whole of Africa. Yeah. And well, so, uh, son-in-law now he's the one I, I was director of strengthening ministries training Institute SMTI. Uh, initially now I've turned that over to him and he's the director and doing a lot of the teaching as well. He's uh, just about finished with his doctorate at, at um, southern seminary and the program uh, by god's grace is going very well there was no one when we came now there uh, one there's one of the guys who was part of the class that i taught who's now teaching at christ seminary which is in palakwani which is in the northern part of uh, uh, south africa and he's doing the uh, teaching there, and we use him every now and then for special occasions. And uh, there's Tim uh, Cantrell, who was uh, a good friend of uh, our son's uh, when he was at Master's University, went to Master's Seminary as well. Tim is pastoring a church in uh, Johannesburg and actually started a uh, training uh, School, not in counseling, but in, uh, they're having, they're called Shepherd Seminary, which is supposed to be a replica, replica of Master's Seminary in California. But anyway, Tim was a counseling major mm. uh, along with my son when he was at Master's College, and now Tim's over here, and Tim is committed to biblical counseling. So we have uh, quite a few people over here who are pastoring, uh, who are involved in the biblical
0: counseling. I thank the Lord. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Praise the Lord for that. And for thank you so much for sharing the, the history of the movement and your your role in it. I, we could talk for a long time, but our time with the podcast is over. We're actually going to be able to, to split it up into two. Um, but we like to wrap up our time with our guest with a segment called Two Minute Favorites, just kind of a fun way for people to get to know a little bit more about you personally. Uh, are you ready for that segment? Sure. All right, here we go. First question is, what is your favorite food?
1: My favorite food, uh, actually, it's Mexican food.
0: All right, favorite. Uh, Which we
1: don't get much. We didn't get much of over here for a while. Now there are one or two Mexican restaurants. They're not like uh, the ones in uh, Arkansas. That's where you get the best uh and uh, they have chips and salt, salsa and so forth it's great so mexican food is is one of our favorites
0: all right favorite color
1: favorite color i suppose it's blue uh
0: favorite sport
1: football favorite I sport football in university favorite sports team I ruined my knees and i still i'm still paying for that uh, i paid at Wheaton college and I had uh, one of my knees really whacked out mm. at that point and wore a cast from my hip all the way down to my uh, feet. And then I, I, I finally I had to quit playing football and I became coach of a football, football team. Mm. The uh, coach had a Wheaton. Uh, there's a Wheaton Academy, which is a Wheaton Christian high school. And uh, they had a football team there and I became coach of a football team. Uh, for uh, while I was still at Wheaton College and then went on to Wheaton Graduate School as well. But football would be my favorite. Uh, I like golf, but I don't play very well.
0: What's your favorite favorite book of the Bible?
1: Probably uh, uh, Philippians.
0: Mm, favorite candy?
1: Favorite candy? I'm not a big candy fan, but... Um, If I have to choose, I like Snickers.
0: All right, favorite ice cream flavor?
1: Snickers bar. Uh, Butter pecan.
0: All right. Well, that wraps up our time, Doctor Mack. It has been a real joy and pleasure to have you with us on fifteen fourteen today. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks so much. It's great to talk to you.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of 1514. If you'd like to know more about the ministry of the Biblical Counseling Coalition, you can visit our website at biblicalcounselingcoalition.org. You can also contact us at podcast at biblicalcc.org. Special thanks to Carrie Felton, our podcast producer, who arranges and coordinates these interviews and James Wills, our podcast engineer, who does the sound editing and makes these episodes sound so great. I thank you for being with us again, and hope you can join us next time on 1514.